Hello and welcome back to the James Kennedy Podcast. How have you been doing? I hope you've been having this lovely sunshine that we've been blessed with in South Wales this past week or so. It's been awesome to get a little bit of sunshine and, you know, re-emerge from my darkened lair and uh, get back out into nature and pound some uh, pound some tarmac miles and burn off some of the COVID calories that I've been piling on this past few years. Man, I let myself go big time, honestly, and, it's, and I've enjoyed every damn second of it. <laughs> And if I was a professional, I would use that to segue perfectly into introducing today's guest, but I'm not, so I won't. I'm going to nag you instead before we get started to subscribe to the goddamn podcast and give us some stars, man. Hit that rating button. You know, let Apple and Spotify and all the others, let them know what's going down over here, man. And if you want to leave a review, I will love you forever. Now, let's get down to it, because today we've got not only the second Welshman to be on the podcast in two weeks. But we've got a guy with an insanely interesting story. You are really going to enjoy this one, trust me. This guy's story traverses not only professional athletics, but rock and roll and all the debauchery that comes with it, and then bouncing back and coming out the other side as a running punk. Now I'm going to let him explain what that is, and trust me, it's awesome. This guy is hilarious, he's a lot of fun, he's got a lot of energy, he's got a lot to say, and, and we're going to get into all of it, man. We're going to get into rock and roll, health and fitness, mental health, sobriety, boozing, all that stuff. So sit tight and strap in because you're going to enjoy this one as we welcome onto the podcast from Running Punks, Mr. Jimmy Watkins. How are you, sir? I'm good. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I'm, uh, as I was just telling you before you hit record, I haven't had a shower. So I'm, uh, you know, I'm feeling, I don't know, I'm feeling like I've been outdoors a lot. I got that kind of like wheelbarrow smell. I smell <laughs> like a wheelbarrow. That's what's happening right now. Have you just not had a shower this morning or have you done a few days now? Oh no! Just this morning. You're not an absolute animal, then, like me. No, I'm a I'm a big shower fan. I'm an I'm an avid showerer. Mm, okay, so this is a big deal for you, then, man. Well, we really, really appreciate you skipping the shower <laughs> to speak with us today, man. <laughs> that's, that's okay. Just send me a bar of soap, yeah, to make up for it. <laughs> I can I can hear the desperation in his voice here, but the shower. I, I'm almost I'm almost embarrassed to admit this, but I can do a few days without a shower, man. I know that's oh, horrific. Nah. I know. Nah, no, I'm I'm like twice a day. You know, like um, I it's like my book covers. I, if a day is a book for me, my showers are the book covers, like on the front and back end of it. That's, that's <laughs> what I'm like. This is what I love about you, man. I like we obviously we're gonna get into everything, right? But like one thing I want to mention from watching your album reviews on Running Punks is your use of wordplay and your 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 use of language is fucking like brilliant, man. It's like very poetic, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, I, it's brilliant for others. It's an absolute nightmare for me. It's like, <laughs> I'll try and explain something normally, and then before I know it, I'm I'm in a baker's <laughs> comparing bread. Like, just, you know what I mean? Like, just comparing bread to like ex girlfriends or shoes I used to wear. It's just like, oh, well, I love it. I just want I just want a loaf of bread. What am I doing? <laughs> I love it. So, for those people that don't know what the hell we're talking about right now, let's start right at the start and bring everybody up to speed. So, yeah, who are you? What's your story? What's your background? What are you up to today? And what's going on? What's the vibe? Righty. Okay. So my name is Jimmy Watkins. Um, real name is James, but you know, I've been a Jimmy since I was a little kid. Uh, I used to run. My first thing I did was run. I was like a professional athlete for, I ran for Great Britain. Um, I did like the world championships, got the final of the world championships over 800 meters. Um, I was a Welsh record holder. Seemed to have uh, this this exciting future in athletics, 
you know, was, there was a lot of things written about me. There's like a big article in the Independent, kind of bigging me up as like <laughs> the savior of middle middle distance running in Great Britain. Uh, and then two years after the World Champs, I quit to start a rock band. <laughs> so <laughs> I spent a couple of years playing in bands. Uh, got a chance to like tour quite a bit, uh, make a couple of good albums, you know, like win the Welsh Music Prize and stuff like that. Uh, but I kind of overdid it with the drinking and stopped mm. looking after myself. I found myself in a pretty bad place physically and mentally. And then out of the blue, kind of in 2019, I started running again. And immediately everything started improving. So uh, me and my friend, Rodri, we set up a thing called Running Punks to kind of encourage people initially, like people in bands to like look after themselves. Uh, and just to show the the benefits of having like a little bit of exercise, it doesn't have to be crazy. You don't have to run a marathon between soundcheck and gig. Just, you know, just do a little bit of exercise and running punks has just really taken off. So that's me now. Like I'm, I'm running more, probably running as much as I did as a professional athlete, probably. Bloody hell. Uh, yeah. And listening to a lot of music and like you said, doing the running reviews. The running reviews you do on YouTube, you're basically doing your daily run whilst listening to the yeah. album and screaming the review out at the camera whilst you're doing it. It's fucking hilarious to watch it, man. <laughs> that is it. That's it. It's like, um, I don't know. I Yeah, I, I chuck an album on, listen to it, and I just shout really loud, running on Clanathlete, <laughs> what, what the album's doing to me. And then I edit it, think, there's no way I can put this online. This is ridiculous. And then I put it online and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it gets people running it gets people running and listening to music so it's it's good and like i say man that the, the your descript the way you describe the music and stuff and you're doing this completely off the cuff as well i mean i couldn't write that stuff if i sat down and thought about it for days you know <laughs> with a with a thesaurus you know but you're just like you're, you're talking about like you're describing things as being like a glazed topping on a fucking so, yeah I can't, I can't even do an impression of it it's, it's so like very surreal and very descriptive wordplay i love it man Thank I I appreciate that because it's kind of like how I've always uh, like processed music in my head. Do you know what I mean? I've like I've listened to music and that's how I've always kind of processed like what what it sounds like, what it does to me. So it's it's like it's really weird to have lived with a way of describing something in your head for so long and suddenly make it public knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> suddenly let other people into your head and put people react into it in a good way. So it's kind of like, ah, I didn't, not that I was worried anyway, but you definitely think, you know, I'd read music reviews or watch people talk about music and I'd be impressed, but I'd also be thinking, I have no idea what this person's talking about. Right. Like this, this is not how I'm processing listening to the album. So it's kind of good to be able to put my own spin on it and, and people think, yeah, you know, it's funny. And it's made me go for a run and listen to it. So it's kind of good. Well, it's made me want to check out albums, man. I listen to it. I think this sounds fucking bonkers. I got to check this out. <laughs> <laughs> That's wicked. That's great. <laughs> so it's wicked that you're, uh, you're combining the two. So, um, I'll come back to the running thing then, because obviously that's where your story began. And that's kind of, you know, the main thing that you're doing now. So it was interesting that you said that that was kind of it helped you through the mental health and the, um, the, the alcohol like overuse that came with the band lifestyle. Cause I've had a very similar journey. I released a memoir yeah. in 2020 called Noise Damage, which is all about yeah. my time in Kaishira and, and then coming out the other side of my mental health sort of like meltdown and everything uh, towards the yeah. end of that chapter. And I was actually sober for three and a half years. Um, yeah. Very recently got back on the whiskey. I'm, I'm ashamed to say, but loving it, you know. Um, I saw that. I saw you. You did a podcast about it, didn't you? One of your episodes is, is about 
drinking again? Yes. That, that's interesting how you know some people go sober and then they decide to drink again. I, I like because I think it's important. Like you don't have to be so like harsh on yourself. Do you know what I mean? Like some people not drinking forever is is like a bad decision in a way. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, for me, I'm weak. I'm I, it's the famous Oscar Wilde quote. You know, I can resist anything but temptation. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter what it is. If I like it, I want to do it a lot. You know, whether that's eating or drinking or you know smoking or, or, or even exercise. Because when I got into exercise, um, very similar to yourself, you know, I, it kind of helped with a lot of the mental health stuff. And I never really had a history of exercise or eating well. And before I knew it, I was jogging several miles every day before breakfast. I was obsessed with health and fitness. And nutrition and I had a six pack and I was in great shape um, so I, I get very obsessed about things whether it's you know uh, bad things or healthy things which I don't know necessarily whether that in itself is healthy to be that obsessed about stuff so coming back to what you were saying yeah I'm trying to find yeah. that kind of that middle ground now whereby I like a drink but I only really do it you know on the weekends or socially rather than you know every single night and getting hammered you know yeah right that's me that's like a good place to be in definitely but you're still are you still sober now I'm still sober, yeah, and I, I think I'm one of those people uh, who's in it, like just in it for the long run now, um, because, like, like you were saying, though, like, is is an obsession healthy? And I'm, I'm like, even like, if your obsession is something really good, it's still going to be unhealthy because it's an obsession. Like, yes. if you're obsessed with celery sticks, it's probably going to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So um, I I kind of, I need to be in control of my obsessions. That's like my thing. Like right. if, a big thing I've learned since going sober is like setting myself boundaries. And when I'm drunk, those boundaries just go. And I know that I would lose control of everything I've tried to, so hard to like manage. So like every obsession would just come out. So if I got drunk, I'd be down Forbidden Planet spending like 200 pound on comics. Got you, or, yeah. Like everything would just, I just know everything would just come out and I just feel like in a better place as a sober person. So yeah, I'm, I'm here to stay. And, but I definitely think for some people it's like, if you can have like a nice whiskey and control yourself, then that's cool. And I kind of wish I was like that, but I just know like, it's just once I, once I start allowing those things to creep back in, I'll just be, I'll just be going for it. And I'll just be, I'll be down the pub for breakfast and everything. Yeah. I know. Well, about you, the, the, the word you said there is very important. I think is boundaries. I mean, I set boundaries for myself now because like it, in the band lifestyle, there aren't any boundaries and you know, it's perfectly acceptable and almost expected for you to be like hammered every night and being self-destructive and wild. That's you know reckless behavior is kind of like you know it's the norm isn't it you're almost weird if you're not like that so yeah. being in that world is very difficult to have those boundaries but now yeah i try to uh i mean these things are the fruits of life aren't they you know good food nice drink you know whatever it is there are the you know the, it's like we got to live as well right so i'm trying to like i think what yeah. you said there were boundaries is very important so i've set boundaries for myself like no daytime drinking no no drinking you know during the week things like that and that that seems to be working so far no drinking in a pub with a carpet. That's, if I like, if, if I start drinking again, that'll be my one rule. If there's a carpet in a pub, I'm not drinking. Like carpets, carpets in pubs seem to attract like Brexit voters. <laughs> yes. That's what we should have done before Brexit. We should have laminated every pub in the country, right? Laminate flooring, and then it, we would still be in Europe. <laughs> And pubs with the word spoon in the name as well, funnily enough. I know. I know. I know. I know. That's it. That's it. 
And those propaganda magazines as well, you know. Have you seen those? The yeah, Weatherspoons they... magazine. It's fucking hilarious. Oh, yeah. Those, those carpets kind of like collect all the hate. And then <laughs> it's like dust mites, but a hate. And then people walk around on the carpet and all this all this hate is released into the air in a right. Weatherspoons. It's like a big hate sponge. A big hate sponge <laughs> on the floor. It is. It is. <laughs> You're dragging me into your surreal world now, man. I don't know if I like it. Uh, so... <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens. So, how, how many years have you been sober then? Uh, two and nearly two and a half now. Awesome, awesome. I'd like to know what yeah. is your experience of that thing because I'm um, like whether it's similar to mine. What 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 are the things that have stood out to you the most about being completely teetotal? Cool. I like I like questions like that because uh, it's nice to talk about it because. One of the biggest things, right? Um, I should say, like, m- my last night out wasn't a particularly heavy one, which which makes it even stranger that I decided to quit. My last night out was, like, quite a controlled one for me. Um, and I just woke up the next day, and <laughs> I was working in this factory that made windows, right? And I got shouted at for something that wasn't my fault by the, by the owner. And I started crying, and... I was like, what is wrong with me? Why am I crying? Like this guy's shouted at me loads. I usually I just take it, but it was because I was like a little bit hungover, you know, and I was just, wasn't quite in control of like processing my feelings. Mm. And like, I just got really upset and emotional. And then I was like, that's it. I'm only crying in front of all these people in a factory because I got a hangover. I'm going to stop drinking. Right. And when I stopped drinking, like quite soon, I realized that I was a really sensitive person. <laughs> so, mm. And I realized that I was probably afraid of that. And I was using alcohol to kind of block these feelings. So I remember quite early on, maybe like two months into not drinking, I was out running and it was a bit of a sunset. And I, I was like, oh my God, look at that. That's amazing. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I, was, I became like this different person. I was like appreciating the sunset and I was like listening to the waves. I was like, oh my God, the, oh, the waves sound amazing. And, and I realized that that, side of me had probably been there for a long time and I was kind of afraid because when you get when you become really sensitive it's kind of it can be quite scary quite overpowering sometimes mm. um and I realized like I've been drinking to kind of hide that and then I was realizing that uh, even though I'm really like I'm a bit off the wall I'm outgoing I'm actually like really shy in social situations I'm right. really awkward around people so all these things uh, were like popping up which I never knew about myself you know, and I was realizing, I thought I always drank because I wanted a good time, but I was kind of, over time, it was becoming clear that I was drinking because I wasn't comfortable in pubs with people. I was drinking because maybe like I wanted to, my brain wanted to think about things which it wasn't comfortable thinking about. I just wanted to like, just be like a man. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. I just wanted to keep my thoughts simple and just be like a man and do do what I got to do every day and just go up my mates. And it's been a it's been a game changer. Like it's been an absolute game changer. Like I see the world differently, and I understand myself better. So yeah, that's I didn't expect that. I just thought I'd lose my beer early. That's super interesting, man. Everyone's experience is different, but there's so many commonalities as well. I mean, um, for me, I noticed that my days were twice as long. I was getting more shit done because I was just up early, yeah. feeling fresh. I wasn't like lethargic and still getting my shit together by midday. Um, yeah. Just like mental clarity was better. My emotions were more stable. I didn't have these crashing depressions and stuff like that, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. It, it, like, I, I honestly, like, I... I really enjoyed my time being sober. Like I said, I, I, I maintained most of that stuff. Now I'm trying to like have a little bit of um, 
pleasurable drinking back in my life without all of the other shit that came with excessive drinking. But yeah. as a general, when I look back on my three and a half years sober, like all the memories are pleasant, to be honest. You know, it's like I, yeah. I would really recommend it. I mean, the thing is, like, there was a lot of cultural resistance with me. I don't know if you've noticed that as well. Like, people think, you know, you're weird, especially around here, you know, with the drinking culture being what it is. Um, there's yeah. a little bit of social pressure there, like um, a stigma attached to being completely teetotal. But I got to be honest, man, I would recommend everybody to, to do a stint sober because exactly like you say, you know, you learn more about yourself and your motivations for doing it. And I, I got to be honest, like, you know, a lot of people probably wouldn't go back, I think, if they stopped. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, like <laughs> the the cultural pressure to drink. You, I had like a, I had a penny drop moment with that with my friends because I was like, you know, when they take the piss out of you for being sober, it's because they like to feel they go one up on you. Right. Ah, you can't, you don't drink. Just flip it around. And I used to just say to them, I've, I fucking completed it. <laughs> <laughs> completed the level. Like I've done it. So I'm like, how are you, how have you not completed it yet? You're still doing it. <laughs> <laughs> you threw up your game boys. Come on, you're flagging. Like, <laughs> yeah. Cause it always is. It's always like a one up, like one up. I got one up on you. I can drink right. 10 pints. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? I can drink 10 pints and install fucking curtains from my bay window you're you're a wimp and i just like ah uh, look i've completed it like i seriously i've done it all uh you you still catching up and then <laughs> people, just, people just left me alone people stopped asking me uh but i think alcohol free beers is a massive one as well because oh. you can stand in a pub now with yes. with a beer in your hand you know yeah uh and that's like a massive one it's like the invisibility cloak, cloak from harry potter it's like totally Totally. It's so strange how that makes it so much more socially acceptable rather than holding, you know, a fucking like <laughs> squash or something. You know what I mean? But yeah, yeah. I mean, I like I drank loads of those alcohol free beers, man, because they're, they're so much better now than they used to be. And you actually feel like you're having a beer. You feel like you're kind of socializing and doing, you know, what, what you sh- what's socially expected of you. But um, yeah. yeah. And then you wake up fucking no hangover, baby, you know, and you're kicking ass the next day whilst everyone else is getting <laughs> this shit together, you know? No, no hangover, but you pissed the bed because you're really <laughs> hydrated. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you, you you win some, you lose some, man. You know, you got to take the rough exactly. and the smooth. You know, <laughs> exactly. Oh, that's amazing, man. So, what about? Um, I'd like to talk to you then about like mental health. What was your mental situation like when you were fully immersed in the rock and roll lifestyle, making the transition then into like running again and uh, health and fitness? What What did you notice yeah. about your, the state of your mental health? Uh, that it was controlled by the ego. Wow. It was massively controlled by what I wanted people to think I was, hmm. um, rather than just being who I was. So, it, yeah, it was weird. There was kind of, I didn't. It took it took a panic attack for me to realise that something was wrong with my mental health, and then I had that, and I, I initially saw the panic attack as a sign of just being physically unhealthy, hmm. because. When I had it, I was like struggling to breathe. You know, I was like, I felt weird on my feet. So I thought, oh, physically, and it made sense because I put a lot of weight on. And I did look a bit rough. Um, but as I as I started running, I was kind of like, all those things were, well, not all of them, a lot of it was mental. So that panic attack was like a mental thing. And I, I kind of, I was like live, living with a lot of anxiety. Um because I, I think looking back on it, I knew deep down I wasn't doing what I wanted to do right. with my life. So just like all this anxiety was built up. I kind of uh, hadn't, the change from being an athlete to being in a band was so quick that I hadn't kind of uh, made peace with the fact that 
I, it wasn't a bad decision to quit running so young. A lot of people thought were, were telling me it was, and I, I grew up to believe that was a mistake. And you know, like, oh, I was only 24. You could have run in the Olympics. So I was kind of like the same as realizing I was sensitive. I kind of drank to stop that feeling that oh, I right. fucked up. And, uh, so yeah, a lot of it was like, let's just create this rock and roll ego and. Uh, it's, it's weird. Like my, my regrets at the time then when I was drinking and I was in a band was that I quit running, but like the regrets I have now was that I didn't enjoy my time in a band more. I could Got have you. done it yeah. in a much healthier way. Same. You know, like we, we toured America and I can't remember it. I can't remember, you know, uh, and, uh, the singer in the band I was in, like we had a big falling out after, after I left the band, but you know, we should have just stayed mates. It, you know, little things like that. And it's just kind of like, I was just, I let my ego get away so much. And I would just wanted people to be like, even though I was like the rhythm guitarist, I wanted people to think he's the fucking front man. Look, I've never right. seen anybody play rhythm guitar like that guy. Wow. Yeah. What's he doing? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And it just, yeah, it's bad. And it was nice to like, just get rid of that. And kind of, I'm in a position now where I just do things because like for the first time in my life, I kind of got like values. Right. (laughs) It took getting sober to realize what's important to me, what makes my life good, what makes me happy. So by doing that, I've got values and that's how I kind of live my life now. And I'm in a a better place. And I just wish, you know, I wish I'd done that when I was in a band. Yeah. I wish I'd realized, you know, it was all about writing good music. It was all about, oh, maybe I should try it out different guitars and experiment. You know what I mean? Spend my money on guitars and stuff. But yeah, it's a weird one. That's that's life. I totally echo that, man. It's like you you kind of got to go there in order to come back, like, haven't you? You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. It's, yeah, it's, it's mad. And then I think, when you when you're kind of living your life properly, how it is for you, that you I think you're always going to regret something. There's always going to be things you regret, but it's interesting how the thing that you regret changes. You know, like when you just know what's important to you, yeah. and but you make peace with something else, which was maybe causing you to act like a dickhead all along. Mm. So you know, I made peace to the fact that uh, that I quit running. I was like, no, it's fine. It's like I've come to realize now that was like a good thing to do. That was the right decision for me to do. I wasn't the type of person to go into years and years of professional sport. It's not, it's not for me. So I done the right thing there, but now I'm like, Oh, I just wish I'd enjoyed the time in a band more. And it's like, you're constantly finding this balance so you can just yes. live happily. I think. Yeah, no, I totally echo that, man. I mean, like on our last tour with Kaishira, we were like in Europe during a heat wave. You know, we were playing like stage, big stages on beaches in, you know, fucking coast of Italy and, you know, having a great fucking time, you know, playing south of France and Barcelona and all these cool places in the sunshine. And um, it was the most fucking unhappy I've ever been in my life, you know? And um, I know. Just depressed and pissed off and snapping with people. And it's really kind of like pretentious, really, when I look back. I think, dude, you could have just enjoyed the ride and played some rock and roll shows, you know, and just fucking enjoyed yourself. Exactly. That's, that's, yeah, that's exactly what I'm thinking. You know, it's like, oh, this wouldn't, this would have been a good story to tell people, but now I can't remember it. Like, <laughs> what? Oh, it's funny. It's well, funny. We learn. Hopefully, like, the next generation will make better mistakes. <laughs> well, I thought, I suppose that's the key in it. Like, as long as you learn from it and stop making the same mistake over and over again, then it wasn't a wasted experience. I mean, it was a, it was a, it was a growth experience that has clearly given you the life that you've got now, which is much better, you know? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Like it was, um, I don't know. It would have been easy to just stay that person. Right. You know, I could, I could have done it well into my sixties. Um, 
and then when I was 60, like, oh my God, what am I doing? And then yeah. become like a sober 60 year old. So I'm just, yeah, I'm glad it happened when it did. So, or you'd so be good. that, like, you'd be that bitter 60 year old guy sat in a pub that's got carpet, just kind of like hating yes. the world, you know, like, oh, fucking shit business, uh, you know. <laughs> yes. Bought in for like double Brexit that we should just leave the planet. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that spongy floor of carpeted hate just seeping up through the soles of your feet. It is, man. Into your soul. That's what makes the chips taste so good. It's all our hate on them. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. So... What's the crack these days then? So what are you, what, what's, you're doing a thing called Running Punks. Tell us what all that is about. So Running Punks started with me and my friend, Rodri. Uh, we were in a band together in school and we kind of uh, just like, just didn't keep in touch. You know, we were in a band, but we weren't like really close mates. We just didn't keep in, We were friends on social media, which is sounds weird being nearly 40 and saying that. We were friends on Facebook. Um, uh, and friends in real life before that and a band. And we kind of, we did a ru- we did a race. So the year I started running again, I did the half marathon in Tlanetli. And I, we saw each other. I'm like, holy shit. Like, don't know, we didn't realize what you were running. And he was like, you know, I didn't realize you were running again. So we just started chatting online. And we both had really similar stories that we'd been in bands. We got super unhealthy and running came along at the right time. Kind of helped us sort our shit out. and. We were like, well, it was his idea. He was kind of like, there must be more people like that. So we came up with this idea of running punks. And I think originally it was just going to, we thought it was just going to be me and him, like the big hairy bikers for running. <laughs> like we'd wear, we'd wear this running punks kit and we'd be like, yeah, we're the running punks. Way! And uh, smash it up or whatever. Um, and yeah, we, we were like, we put like we put a website up. We put some like the we did like a Twitter thing and stuff, you know. And we like we noticed a few people were into it. Oh yeah, I'm into like I'm I'm into music and I like running and and then during lockdown, I was I was kind of saying to Rod like I'm gonna I got this idea I'm gonna I'm gonna run and review music and I started doing that and putting the videos up and obviously like the bands were sharing it. Six Music featured it, so it just wow. introduced us to a load like a lot more people. And then just this community grew around it and we're, we're kind of, I don't know, like from my experience, it was people were getting in touch with me after I'd run to something like a Dillinger Escape Plan album or something, or, you know, like some death metal, I'd run to a death metal album. And then someone who's always wanted to run is on the internet and they see someone who looks sporty run into one of their favorite death metal bands. And it's, for them, it's like um, the first time they got something in common with someone who who looks like a jock or something, if, you, if it was like an American movie, do you know what I mean? Got you, yeah. All of a sudden, they're like, I've always wanted to run. And there's this guy who's listening to death metal or experimental rock or whatever. So they they reach out. They give you a shout and they say, oh, look, I, I love I love that album. I, I like what you said about it. By the way, I want again to run in. And it's like the first step for a lot of people to to take that to take that first step with running. So it just grew and it just grew so quickly and lots of people going to run in for the first time because of it. So that's what it is at the moment. It's a worldwide community of people who kind of wouldn't wouldn't go to the gym, wouldn't join a proper running club, but run because they know it's good for them. It makes them happy and they, they know it's a chance for them to like listen to music, you know? Like for me it's like I can go for a run and sometimes it's like the only time of that day that I can have an hour to myself and listen to music. Yeah. So I think lots of running punks are the same. We're all kind of like busy people and yeah, it's a chance to exercise and discover some new, new sounds. 
That's amazing, man. And it's a real sense of community, I can imagine, as well, because, you know, like for many for many people, they may have associated health and fitness with a certain type of lifestyle or a certain type of person that they may not have felt like they would fit in with, you know, but you guys are attracting everybody, you know, and you're screaming your heads off about, you know, death metal and you know whatever you're listening to. Yeah. So I can see how that would really appeal to a, a sense of belonging to a real community. Exactly. Like I've seen photos online of, people running punk suit didn't know each other before going to each other's weddings oh wow meeting up for food uh going out for drinks going to gigs together and i think like one of the really cool things about it is that band like bands are interacting with the videos right and it's encouraging a lot of bands to come out not come out like but just say that they're into running as well and keeping fit and healthy is important for them and for a lot of people that's the first time they've seen that. Like, so their favorite band is talking about running. So something right. like, I, I don't know, like, like Bob Villain at the moment, for example, at the moment did a Bob Villain video. They're aware of running punks. And then they played at Focus Wales up in Wrexham and they, they, they gave a shout out to running punks and talked about the importance of staying healthy and exercising. And for a lot of people, they're like seeing their favorite bands talking about running, Yeah, you know? And it's, it's like, you don't have to feel like, oh, because I'm running, because I'm a runner, I'm not cool. Uh, I'm not cool and left to talk to these musicians or whatever. It's like, nah, ev- everyone realizes the importance of looking after themselves. And yeah. that, that's what you've got in common with all these, all these people you admire and all these people who inspire you. That is becoming the new cool now, I think. I think the old classic cliche of the rock and roll self-destruction and all that stuff, I feel like more and more people are realizing now that that's fucking mental. And um, yeah. that, that era <laughs> has passed, you know? Oh, it's so like it's so old fashioned. It's just gone. It's yeah. It is. It makes you cringe when you see bands living up to it at the moment. You're like, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. It's it's cringe, isn't it? It's like, nah, that's not that's not how it's done anymore. And clearly unhappy as well. I think we know too much more now, don't we? We know that like, you know, back in the days when you only had the print media and it was like, oh, wow, you know, like Metallica are living the dream. But then now, like with the internet, we kind of know the personal backstories and you think, oh, fucking hell, these guys are like quite sad. Not not necessarily Metallica, but, you know, these guys are quite sad, really. You know, they're like, they've got no life. You know, they're doing this shit because they're depressed yeah. and they're sad and they've got no fixed abode and they're skint, you know? Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. It's, um, yeah, it's kind of like, um, I don't know. You can just see the finer details of everything now, and you can realize oh, all is not what it seems. Totally, totally. <laughs> and what are the um, what are the benefits of running? Then would you say? I mean, for you personally, but as well as like uh, all the people that are part of this like awesome growing community. What what do you find yeah. are the commonalities that most people talk about with regards to the benefits that they find that running brings to their life? Ah, oh, cool. Um, I think. I think everybody wants to be the best version of themselves. I think that's normal. I think that's, you know, I think we all do deep down. You might, some people not be, might not be aware of it, but we all strive to be as good as we can. And I think running kind of makes you realize that to be good, you don't have to act like you're good. You just have to kind of like unlock that goodness in you. And we've all got it. And a lot of that goodness was kind of at its peak. When you were in your early twenties, kind of yeah. before you grew up and got all this baggage, and running—it's literally like a time machine. You can run and feel like a teenager again. And I think just the act of going out around the woods, going around fields jogging, makes you feel young. And when you're feeling younger, you're in touch with that goodness that's inside you. Because you like sometimes a little smell, someone cutting the grass will take you back to your summer holidays in school, and all these things will happen, and you'll be like, 
I remember that from when I was a kid. And the most important thing to me was like a watermelon, like having a slice of watermelon. You remember all these little good things that made you happy yeah. back then. So it's a case of like remembering that to be good, you just have to remember like all that goodness inside you instead of, oh, I'm good because I, I went out and I bought this protein shake from this uh, really trendy cafe. It's like, <laughs> no, you have to do any of that. It's all inside you already. You just yeah. have to unlock it. So I think that's a run it does for a lot of people. It, it definitely makes people feel younger. Um, obviously, you've got the, the, uh, the, the endorphins and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, it, yeah, it's just, it makes you feel good, but it makes you realize that improvement is, is possible. Um, like for me, it was, it was weird. Like I, I, when I started running again, I was so unhealthy. Uh, I used to go out late at night in a full on tracksuit with money in my pocket. Cause I thought if I can't run, I'll just go to the shop. And it looks like I'm out for, <laughs> it, looks like I'm go- it just looks like I'm going for a walk. Um, and then I started, uh, I became fascinated with the number three, right? Because for me, like a good fast kilometer is anything like if I ran a, a 350 kilometer or something like that. So I started going out now and again and then I'd be like oh let's try a, a fast kilometer here let's try a kilometer that starts with three um, by like kind of focusing on a really simple thing like that like just anything that begins with three I was kind of solving the biggest problems right you know I was focusing on something small and little and bigger issues were getting solved so like things like going to bed too late that was because I was running so much I was going to bed early and yeah. that was solved by my uh, my thinking about oh let's go out and try and run a three minute kilometer eating too much drinking it was all I fixed on a little problem and it solved the biggest problems, which I thought would never get solved. Mm. So running, running is a really good way to do that. Yeah, it's so interesting hearing different people's takes on it because for me, I found that the mental discipline that came with running affected every aspect of my life because I had, un- unlike yourself, who actually had an athletic background, I had no interest in health and fitness until I was like in my early 30s, I think, um, when I forced uh. myself to do it because my health was just so bad, you know, the same as yourself from being in bands and drinking and all that sort of stuff. Um, and I, the way I managed to stick with it, because I'd failed so many times at um, you know trying to get a little bit of exercise going to the gym and then thinking oh fuck that never doing that again um so with jogging i said to myself right i'm gonna i'm gonna do as much as i can in the day and then as soon as my like fucking heart is coming out of my my throat i'm gonna stop and i'm gonna go back and that'll be it for that day and i'll just do as much as i can and then before i knew it just doing as much as i could that day meant i was doing several miles you know And, and by that point I was obsessed and I found that like by giving myself these little milestones, like today I'm just going to go to the bridge or, 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 or tomorrow I'm going to go to the bridge and then I'm going to go to that, um, you know, that, the, the pub further down the street, I'm going to go to that point. And by forcing myself to go to those milestones, it kind of gave me a mental discipline that I was then able to apply to other stuff in life. Yeah. Like when I, whenever I felt like giving up on something, I was like, no, 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 just finish this and then you can do that. You know, it kind of, it kind of t- tipped over, I found into lots of different areas of my life. It gave me a kind of mental strength as well yeah totally it's like it's it's a funny one because when i started running again my big thing was like um being able to like suffer and taking pleasure from the fact that i guess i could i could go through all this stuff i i'm just i get careful now like when i talk about it because i don't want to encourage people that suffering is good do you know what i mean yes even even though it totally worked for me and it was a bit of like self-punishment for being a dickhead, you know, running at six <laughs> in the morning. And I was like, yeah, you fucking, you've, you've done this yourself. You need to do this. Oh, and we cold. sound so similar, man. <laughs> do you know what I mean? And I was like, when I got through all that, I was like, right, that's it. I'm no longer talking about that. Because I fucking, do you know what I mean? 
I don't want to encourage other people to punish themselves, but you're totally right. It makes you kind of, it makes you, I, I don't know even know if it's like bravery, but it helps you make decisions which on the outside look like bravery. But mm. to you, you're just thinking, what have I got to lose? Like I've, I've been running around from athlete at six in the morning in a jumper from a charity shop. Literally nothing can hurt me. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's so, that. Yeah, it's totally that. In it, 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 I, I always felt like, it makes you look brave, but to you, you just you just being reckless but in a healthy way because you kind of trust you can do it. Yeah, and, and like the discipline as well. Like when you wake up in the morning, because I used to do it before breakfast. Um, and when you wake up in the morning, you really don't want to go out in the cold jogging. You want to stay under the quilt and the nice and warm and have a cup of coffee and lie in, you know. But in forcing myself to do that, it really strengthened that kind of mental muscle that I had to just discipline myself to push through the things that I found were uncomfortable or unpleasant and that just benefited yeah. me in so many other aspects of my life you know yeah it's weird and like similar to that it was I realized that the daunting things started way before they became daunting right so <laughs> I like explain so I'd be in bed and I'd be like oh my god I could hear the rain and I'm in bed and I'm like, oh, I gotta go outside and run in that and for me the daunting thing started when I was outside so the, the run starts from outside but over time, you play these tricks to like fool yourself into it. And I was like, no, technically the run starts as soon as I put my shorts on. So what? it's not daunting. I'm not scared by going outside in the rain. I'm scared by actually just putting my shorts on in the right, house. Right. That's when the run starts. And then you do these little tricks on you. And then before you know it, you're like, but I can put my shorts on, no problem. And by the time <laughs> you've got your kit on, like going outside isn't scary anymore. Yeah. So it's kind of like, I don't know, like, I took the the jump to be self-employed and I was always thinking about how am I going to make money? What am I going to do for a living self-employed? And I realized, no, that, that being self-employed starts by telling where I'm working now that I'm not going back. And I was like, I want to tell them I'm not going back because I hate them. So <laughs> you trick yourself into making all these big decisions by starting them sooner, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Um, you start them sooner and then it's like that same thing I was saying. It's not, it's not bravery. It's just like being reckless, but knowing you can do it. So that, that's what it taught me big time. It wasn't like the actual thing I was scared about. It was getting started. That makes so much sense. I love that, man. I, I, I can relate to that as well because I found that like as soon as I got out there and I was running... I was I was good yeah. then, you know. I, I could just keep going all day, you know what I mean? It was like, but it's the you it's, always are. It's the simple act of actually just getting up and doing it is is the hardest thing. Once you're out there, it's like, oh, I could turn back now. It's like, nah, I'm gonna do a bit more. Fuck it, I'm gonna go to the edge of the. I'm gonna go to the woods and back. You know, you just once it's yeah. just it's just that initial thing. So that mental trick you play of like actually no, it, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna put my shorts and my trainers on. And by the time you've done that, well, you're meant you know you're ready to go then, you know. Do you know what I mean? It's like you'd be crazier to go back into bed then. Yeah. <laughs> like, you'd be crazier to put all your running kit on and then go, I'm going back to bed. You, yeah. At that point, you're like, I may as well go outside. And then when you're outside, like you say, you're loving it. Yeah. yeah this is great. Yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't I didn't know that was my milkman. I never met. Oh, yeah. And then you're just meeting all these early morning people. Who oh, are. it's great. Yeah. You get the fresh yeah. air in your lungs. You're looking at nature. You know, you get to have a bit of clarity. And, it's, and like I say, it's that one hour or half an hour in the day, when which yeah. is your time. To just to be yeah. away with your thoughts, to be away from your responsibilities, to be out there in the world, wherever your sort of like your chosen place is, whether it's the woods or around the block or, you know, whatever it is, um, it yeah. just gives you that, um, it's that time that's yours, isn't it? You know what I mean? It's so, so beneficial and it's such a good way to start your day, I think, as well. Yeah, it is. And you can like piss anywhere because no one's around. <laughs> 
I do that anyway, man, to be honest. <laughs> That's always my favorite thing. I'm like, oh, I'm going to go piss down here today. Um, <laughs> and you find, and you're always the first person to find the dead bodies as well, you know, when you're jogging. I know. Hey, that, that happened to me years ago. I got questioned about, um, yeah, it wasn't, I didn't, sorry, I didn't find a dead body. There was an attempted murder in Cardiff when I was living there. And um, I was out for a run. And the police saw me and I got questioned about it, which is like, so it's, it's, it's true. You are always the first person on the scene of a crime. <laughs> yeah. Jesus, I, I thought you'd actually seen a dead body then. Jesus Christ, this no. is taking a turn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that would be that would be a hell of a curveball to throw halfway through a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bring the, bring oh, the I see him every day. Every day I go running. Well, you do live internationally, so you know what I mean, you know. Yeah, even the, even the people who are alive kind of look dead. So. <laughs> I didn't say it, man. I, I'm not saying nothing. <laughs> well, it's such a it's, the thing is, but it like it, it requires no equipment other than a good, you know, half decent pair of trainers and somewhere to do yeah. it. I mean, like I've done it in the city, I've done it in the countryside, you know, and, and yeah. the, the, the result is the same. The effect is the same. So, I mean, it's such a no brainer. I mean, like if anyone's listening to this, hopefully they've been inspired to at least give it a go. And I think, uh, like Jimmy's saying, you know, you don't have to become this athlete overnight and commit yourself to doing 10 miles a day. You just go around the block and back and get a taste. Yeah. For it, you know? And like a big thing that I started doing was, um, cause I was so, intimidated by distance because i grew up as like a, a proper athlete so i knew what distance meant so i knew like oh if i'm gonna do like a five mile run oh back in the day i used to run five miles in this time so i started just running to time and i i still do that now i i go out of the house and i go i'll go for an hour right i go for 45 minutes and it's so much easier right because we are like as humans everything is a task whether we're aware of it or not so if you're going to empty the dishwasher, you're going to do it as quick as you can. Or if you're going to put the shopping back in the fridge, you'll do it as quick as you can. And we like that when we run, we're like, oh, it's five kilometers. You will, deep down, your body will be trying to get it done as quickly as possible. Right. And that, that, makes, that makes running, like that can make it quite hard and unpleasant because you're always pushing yourself. But if you just say, I'm going for a half hour, there's nothing you can do unless you can run at the speed of light. There's nothing right. you can do to change half hour. Half yeah. hour is half hour. And it kind of like your body just accepts that or your brain accepts it. And you just go, oh, I just got half hour. And you find you run slower, you put less pressure on yourself and running becomes, much, well, it does for me. And I know a lot of running punks, it becomes much more enjoyable once you start running to time. So like, honestly, if, you, if you've been putting off that first run because you're seeing everybody doing 5Ks, just just do 20 minutes. Yeah. And don't worry about how far you go. Just go out for 20 minutes and, and enjoy it. Um. And like running doesn't have to be hard. I, I very rarely push myself. Um, the most important thing is that it becomes like a habit, part yes. of your lifestyle. Yeah. And you're more likely to do that when you're enjoying it every day. So make sure you enjoy every day, make it become a habit and you will improve much more than, than you ever thought you could really. And do, um, do the running punks have like groups as well? Can people like join like newbies and then j- and, and go running in groups? Or is that something that's very much organized, you know, in, in each person's sort of like hometown? That's fun. Yeah, so we've got like a kind of official run club in Cardiff. We've got two two in Cardiff, one on a Wednesday night and one on a Sunday morning. So that's like the Cardiff run club. But like people get in touch. They, they put a shout out on Twitter if they like, I know someone's working away, they say where they are and someone will pop up saying, I live there, let's go for a run. So that's how a lot of like running punks meet each other. They just say where they are and they another running punk will reach out and they'll, they'll start running together so that's awesome yeah. yeah it's crazy and then every sunday we do like the virtual run club so 
people all around the world just like tag us and they run, let us know what they listen oh, that's to. That's awesome. Then, yeah, it's, and it, like it's funny, right? Because it, it motivates me. Like some Sundays, I'm like, oh, I don't know, I quite fancy having a day off today. And yeah. then I see all these running punks running, and I'm like, oh my god, yeah, I gotta go, I gotta go, I gotta go running with all these punks. And it's you forget that it's like a community that you help build because you're just part of it now. Yeah, that's so awesome, man. Yeah, it's cool. It's really good. You know, you're part of it. You know, you have to remind people that you are the leader. You know, you have to. <laughs> <laughs> don't forget jimmy is the leader <laughs> yeah you know i go running in a crown or something yes um, you have to give yourself a but, title man you know you're not you're not just any old running punk you know what i mean you're the fucking <laughs> the, the grand imperial overlord of the people's republic of <laughs> running punks. yeah Some, someone called me a cult leader and I, that made me shiver I, I felt a bit sick nothing wrong but, with that man <laughs> nothing wrong with that at all <laughs> Oh yeah, King of the Running Punks. Me and Rodri are both king, the kings of the Running Punks. But it's like a community which supports us. So, which I'm getting worried now. I feel like there's a bit of essential information that you've left out at this point. So, are the Running Punks female only, and you and they all have to sleep with you? Is that how it works? Oh no, God no, no, <laughs> no. That would that'd be far too much admin. I, would, I, I couldn't handle that. One is enough for anybody, man. <laughs> yeah, no, it's um, it's uh. Do you know what? This, I think I was definitely worried at the start when we were going to call it Running Punks. Me and Rodri are both obviously two men. Rodri like, loves a beard. Um, and I thought it was going to put a lot of um, female runners off. I thought they'd look at it and they go, oh, there's a bunch of blokes being blokey. Yeah. Um, but I, I'd say it's almost like a 50-50 split between male and female runners. And a lot of like the good, in fact, I'd say all the good things that have come from the Running Punks community were um, started by the female members, like suggested by them. So things like um, the campaign we did for Don't Harass Women, that came from Dr. Ashley Morgan. She's a lecturer in Cardiff Uni. Right. Um, and she was posting about, uh, it was around the time of the Sarah Everard murder. Yes. Kind of like, we need to do something. Running Punks needs to do something as a community. So we, we did like a don't harass women t-shirt. Um, and then like the, the, the sales of that, we donated to charities and stuff. Um, things like hiding the calories on runs came from a running punk called Rachel, right. who was like, just say, look, just, so you know, some people, this is bad for some people, for people to post their runs and say how many calories they burned. And that's something I'd never thought about, yeah. you know, never thought about it. Um, the kind of like the run clubs, a lot of them are led by female runners. Um, the suggestion to, to do like the nighttime runs in a group. So like, honestly, right, almost all the the the, the features of Running Punks that I'm most proud of were suggested by our female members, which is amazing, considering it was something that at the start I thought, oh, it's just going to be dudes with tattoos. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's going to be a dude show. Yeah, I'm always scared of that. Like guys in beards running, in. it always gives me the ick. <laughs> <laughs> it's not as bad. I'm not, I'm not going to say it, man. I was going to say something about guys in spandex running. Is, is kind of scares me. But you know. <laughs> I may and be I, talking I'm to just, one, so I don't. Want, I'm going to shut up. <laughs> but I'm just always. Oh, I'll, I'll wait. I'll run in anyway. <laughs> but I, I'm always aware of how how easy it would be for running punks to just look like what it isn't. Yes. 
I'll come across like something that's like totally off put into people. And yeah, it w- honestly wouldn't be what it is without um, the female running backs. They, they like have changed the way that definitely me and Rodri uh, think about like the importance of safety when you're running and stuff like that. Right. So yes. It's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. Oh, dude, this is such an awesome thing to have done. And what what a thing to see grow and build as well from such a simple idea that you did for yourself to turn into this global community. It must be a real real sense of achievement, man. And like to know that you're doing so much good for people's health and well-being and sense of uh, community and everything. I mean, do, do you kind of pinch yourself sometimes that it's gone as uh, the way that it's gone? Uh, I <laughs> at the moment like uh, there's like something happening at the moment. I, I, I'm well. We there's a documentary being made about it. Um, and we've been filming a lot. We're filming pretty much all of next week for it as well. And the documentary is possibly, possibly going to be something which is quite big. It's certainly looking like it's going that way. Wow. Um, so that is something that makes me like, what is going on here? Like, how has this happened? Um, I did an advert last month for. A shoe company for their flagship shoe, which is coming out in October, November, and I did a week of filming to launch this new shoe for a shoe company, which is crazy because as a professional athlete, I think I had like a free bottle opener once, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and all of a sudden I'm getting all this stuff is happening, and those are things that make me kind of think this is this is actually mad how this has happened. Um, but in terms of the community and the, and the running punks, I try not to think about it because, uh, I don't know. I just try not to think about it. I like to just enjoy it. And like I was saying, like I like to just feel like I'm as part. Well, you're of the still a member of it. Else. Yeah, you're still involved. You yeah, know? yeah. Do you know what I mean? So when when it's like the day to day stuff, I'm just always like really happy, and I'm I I love getting things like. Uh, a message from someone in a random part of the world because you've run to a band and they like that. I went for my first run after seeing that. I, things like that make me so happy. Um, but yeah, the, the real things like the filming, uh, the, the shoe advert and the stuff that comes with it. That's when I pinch myself when it's kind oh, of like amazing. The, the, yeah. Yeah. Stuff like that is, is mad. So amazing. And I'm so glad to see that the thing has become such a success. And, and I'm so glad that the success has happened for somebody like yourself as well, you know, who totally deserving of it. Such a cool, funny, nice guy, uh, who's worked, clearly worked really hard, you know, on, on yourself and, um, putting this, this amazing thing together, uh, which is doing so much good for so many people, you know? Oh, thank you. I, I appreciate that. I, I really do appreciate that. And, um, yeah, it's kind of like, I don't know. I don't know. It's just, I think it's just important to be positive uh, and just, you know, let let people know they can do things they, they didn't think they could do before. Yeah. So how can people get involved in? So anyone listening to this, I know is going to be chomping at the bit now. I mean, there's been a lot of Welshisms in this conversation as well. So people might have to translate what, what we're talking about a little bit. Yeah. They might be, uh, uh, how do we rephrase that? They might be super excited to get in touch and, and become a running <laughs> punk. Um, so how can they do so? How can they find you? Where you at? Uh, so they can send like money in the post directly to me to the king envelopes of running full of cash. <laughs> yeah envelopes full of cash i'll uh i'll take a while to process your application and i think about it no um <laughs> just <laughs> just find running punks on twitter facebook instagram just just give us a shout like just let us know where you are what where you're at with your running and 
we'll share it and people will just start interacting with you. That is, is that simple. It's that simple. Um, if you want me to run, if you're a band and you want me to run to your album, send it to me. I'll, I'll have a, like I try to do as many as I can every week, but yeah, send send your stuff over. Just get in touch. Just get in touch. That's all you got to do. It, it, and then obviously buy some merch. Just buy some the merch. merchandise is fucking <laughs> awesome. I gotta be honest. I got my eye on the on the uh, the black t shirt with the pink logo. I got my eye on that bad boy, man. Ah, yeah, that's a lush one. Yeah. I love that one. Yeah, check out the merch, guys. So, what's the uh, what's the website then? Because all this stuff, the info and the um, the links and the, the merch store and everything is on the website. What's what's the uh, what's the URL for the site? I believe. Oh my god, I have to check. Do you know what? I think it's running. Normally, I'd be more professionalist and have it in front of me, but I'm having trouble with my internet this morning. So, <laughs> no, no. it's uh, runningpunks.com. Sweet, simple as that. Nice and easy. Yeah, find us on there and just like just join in, just join in, and uh, I don't know, like don't feel like you have to be an amazing runner. You just have to be a runner. That's all it is. You just have to be a, a runner, and you're a running punk. I love it. That's it. I love it. I love it. Well, Matt, thank you so much for everything you're doing. Um, I, I wish you all the best with everything coming forward. What an amazing thing to see become such a success that it has. And thanks so much for giving us your time today as well and speaking so openly and honestly about your journey and ex- getting everybody excited about getting out there and hitting the uh, hitting the road. You know what I mean? It's like, um, I wish you nothing but the best. Oh, and I hope I'll see you out thank there you. one day, dude, you know? Yeah, definitely. You're not too far from me. So, um, yeah, we should go for a run or something. Definitely. Definitely. I'd love to do that, man. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, let's do it. Then. Okay, yeah. I- I'll take you up on that. There we go. You heard it here first, folks. I'm- I'll-, I'll be making excuses <laughs> now for the next three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Watkins from Running Punks. Thanks so much, man. We'll see you again soon. Nice one. Catch you soon. Bye. Oh, what a super nice guy, man. I enjoyed that. It was a lot of fun. It's amazing that we've never met before, um, given that we both live in the same kind of area and, you know, mingle in the same sort of circles. But um, before I pressed record, Jimmy mentioned that he used to come and watch my band Kaishira um, when we were performing locally. So it's possible that we have actually met at some point, um, but it would have been in both of our previous lives, you know. But running punks, I fucking love that idea, man. What a great, such a simple, brilliant idea. And it's so awesome that it's taken off and become such a success that it has. And I'm glad that that success has come to someone like Jimmy, who just seems like such a genuine, you know, funny, nice guy, you know? So I hope you enjoyed that. There was a lot of good stuff in there. You know, Jimmy was very open and honest about his sobriety and, um, you know, his, his previous struggles. And I think it's really, um, I think it's really important that men have those conversations and they're open and honest about that. You know, this idea of toxic masculinity, you know, or a man has to be a man and can't admit to having any flaws or anything. Um, you know, I, I think it's really healthy that, um, that people like Jimmy come out and, and speak so openly about those things. And I hope it's inspired you to hit the tarmac as well and like, you know, get in touch with the running punks. I mean, you know, there may be a group near you that's doing a similar thing. And if you're in South Wales, they do a Cardiff one, like Jimmy mentioned. But also do check out the YouTube channel where he does his album reviews because they are fucking hilarious. They're brilliant, honestly. I'm going to see if I can um, rope him into doing one on my album and see what bizarre adjectives he's going to use for that thing (laughs) but check out their website at runningpunks.com links to everything else and all their socials is on there as well as their merch because like uh, like we were just saying the merch is super sexy honestly i'm gonna go and buy myself a t-shirt right away follow them on their socials and jimmy just said you can get in touch as well so drop the guys a line and uh, yeah just get involved man get involved honestly it will you know if you're not already a runner getting involved in something like this will change every aspect of your life i can't i can't recommend you highly enough so with that said 
I hope you enjoyed the episode. Before I go, I'm going to nag you one more time to subscribe if you haven't subscribed. Do share the episodes, you know, spread the word, tell your friends to check them out as well. And uh, yeah, leave a review or put a comment if you're listening to it on YouTube and get involved in the conversation. And if you could give me some stars, that would be awesome. All you got to do is click the goddamn star button, man. And then, you know, Apple and Spotify will think, hey, people like this shit. And then they'll suggest it to other people. And then we can make a whole global community of running punks and we can give Jimmy that crown that he so clearly craves right until next week take care of yourselves take care of each other and I shall see you same time same place next Wednesday at 7 o'clock have a good one